This is the case. This is the story of Israel in an existential fight like it's never experienced before. I cannot put into words, I cannot explain to you anymore how serious I am. And I'm not saying this just to, like some people do, they just, they kind of say things just to, you know, make things sound exciting when they really aren't. This is like nothing else. And if you think that this has something to do with the United States, you're out of your mind. If you think that, well, this is, this is over there. Oh, no, 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 no. Now, let me start off with a couple of things which are very, very critical. First of all, let me thank you for being a part of this. Let me thank you for listening to us. Let me ask you to like this video and all of that stuff because more than ever, I want to get the message across. And I am, I think, providing an analysis different than anybody else's because of my take. I'm a politologist. This is about political science. It's about warfare. It's about history. It's about reality. It's looking at things realistically. It's not taking the usual side. The first rule we have to understand, and this is my rule number one, we are talking about states, governments, Israel, the state of Israel, okay? A state, not Judaism, not Zionism, not faith, not God, not Jews, none of that. We're talking about a country, a state, a political military operation. You have to understand what I'm talking about. You have to recognize this fact. You have to get it through your head. This is unlike anything else. When you talk about Russia, you talk about Russia. When you talk about France, you talk about France. You talk about Ukraine. You don't talk about religions. And for the longest time, when you talk to people, and, and it, it, may, it may be like that, but not for me. I'm not talking about Jews. I'm not talking about Judaism. I'm not talking about Zionism. I'm talking about political, military, strategic, tactical references. That's it. Understand it. Number two. For the longest time, we have been living in a world where if you say certain things, and especially if what you're saying happens to be true or correct, or if it becomes, for lack of a better word, um, inconvenient or problematic, guess what? They will shut you down. They'll say you're an anti-vaxxer. They'll say you're a xenophobe. They'll say you're a transphobe. You're a racist. You're right, whatever it is, they shut you down. And there are people who say that when you, if you say something about Bibi Netanyahu, about Likud, about whatever, they will, some will say, you're an anti-Semite. Let's get rid of this. It's time that we stop this. Let, let this year, after we've been through COVID, to talk about anything we want, irrespective of the subject matter, and stop telling us that what we're doing is part of some weird dynamic that has nothing to do with merely explicating the truth. 
Does this make sense to you? Good. That's simple. Good. This is this is about reality. You know, when we talked about Russia and Ukraine, first thing people did was they said, this guy's right. Call him a Putin apologist. Call him a, a pro-Russian whatever. I, I said, Would you listen to what I'm saying? Would you listen to what I'm saying? No. Because they got to shut you down. They want to shut you down. They're not listening. They're not looking at this thing for what it's worth. Now, the second, the, the other reality is that there is something. There are, there are countries, issues that involve certain things. If you mention China to some people, they live and breathe regarding China. China, it's like Susquehanna Hat Company. Something, something un, unleashes. China. Everything's China. Everything. You mention Russia to people. Russophobes, post-Cold War, Boris and Natasha, the same thing. People go berserk when you talk about Russia. They go nuts. Putin, Russia, commies, KGB, I don't know what they think of. They go crazy. Nuts. It's this thing. China, Russia, and then Israel. Israel does something. It's a. It is a. It is a third rail. It is. It is a. You rarely hear. Eh. Again, regarding the country, the policy, the polity, not Judaism. I can't say this enough because the first thing people are trying to do is shut you down. Next, there is a component. There is a component that is a part of this. And the component seems to be that the left, the people that we call the left, the left, these people love to, they have this thing about Israel. I mean, it's just, there is nothing you can say. That is too strong, too harsh, too brutal, too. Uh, there, there is not. There is nothing, nothing. They work each other up. Now, there are other folks who will say, "Yeah, I get worked up," and they will show you evidence of what they believe to be examples of Israeli horror. They will show you this. Nobody wants to see it, but they will show you. For every example of horror you see, they will show you another. Next, please tell me, please tell me that these stories of children massacred. And again, remember, we live in a world where we have to be careful because of algorithms and words. And it's the weirdest thing. It's the news. Well, this might be problematic. Okay, fine. Do you remember a while back there was a case of this woman who testified that Saddam was pulling babies out of incubators? Remember that one? Turned out to be false. Consequently, I don't believe anything. I don't believe anything. I don't believe anything I hear. 
Nothing. I'll I'll take it. I will take it as a suggestion. I will hope it's not true, but I don't believe anything I hear. Nothing. Because the the world and, and the media are liars everywhere in every different or they distort and they love to turn around and tell me and you that we promote false news and fake news and we have that we lie. We lie. We we do. We we're the liars. It's it's the the hubris, the hubristic. I, I can't explain it to you. I don't believe anything these people tell me. I don't even care about that. The next point to take, and listen to me very carefully. No matter, and this this blows me away. No matter what you say or show or suggest that is being done to women, children, babies, infants. Holocaust survivors, grandmothers, pensioners, name it. Nothing changes their mind. They're saying, you know, I'm against that. But what they did, and they go right back. It doesn't make any difference. And the Fox News crowd are saying, wait a minute. Why aren't people changing their mind? Because the Fox News crowd won't listen to what people are saying which is the next point of this. You've got to listen to what people say. You've got to hear them. We went through this with Russia and Ukraine when they were talking about the Azov Battalion and everything else and Lugansk and the Donetsk. Nobody, they, they, I don't want to hear this. Until this idiot shows up in Canada and they said, finally, you say, oh, gee, he's a bad guy. That's what we're, Stepan Bandera, that's what we're telling you about. Nobody listens. Nobody. Nobody. It's the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Nobody. Nobody's nobody's listening. Nobody's they're 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 responding to something. And they want to show up and they're motivated. I'm not saying all of them, they're not they I'm not saying everybody is motivated, not by fact, but there's this froth. And when you give somebody a microphone or a megaphone and they appear in in some kind of public whatever it is, you know, and I know that what they're trying to do is they're trying to get voices. They're trying to get ears and trying to get likes and they're trying to get noticed. And each of them have to, they have to say more and more and more to up it. You don't want to get up with a microphone or a bull or bullhorn and say, you know, I just think that things are really bad right now. And I think it would behoove a lot of us to maybe, no, you want firebrands. You want hellfire and brimstone. You want the most, the, the most outrageous, the most outrageous of, of screaming and yelling. And that's what you want. Now, let me stop right now for a second and try to catch my breath because I've got a lot to talk about. A lot. Big time. And first, as I told you, my friends, I thank you so much for this. Please like this video. Let me re- let me remind you of our dear friends, our dear friends at My Patriot Supply. And specifically, if you go to Prepare with Lionel right now, you get 25% off a three-month emergency food kit right now. I don't have to explain to anybody the necessity of food. And I don't want to, and I hope that we will never ever see anything remotely as horrific as what's being seen around the world regarding 
countries and places under siege and no water and no anything, you know. But it doesn't have to be that bad and that awful to be that terrible. All it takes is bad weather, a strike, some kind of supply chain problem, and stores are closed. My friends, if you don't see that we are heading for a storm around the world in layers and areas we've never seen, then there's no hope for you. But you're smarter than that. Preparewithlionel.com. Preparewithlionel.com. Go right now, see for yourself, and save, 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 save 25% off a three-month emergency food order. And I also want to tell you, they are alive and they are kicking and they are selling more sheets than you can imagine. Our good friends at my at uh, mypillow.com, promo code Lionel. Mention Lionel in a promo code, mention a little promo code, go to mypillow.com. Get a free gift, no purchase necessary. See for yourself, my no. The pillow, just just look at the sales, the quality, the abundance. The fine, luxuriating that you can avail yourself of and for and to and on, whatever preposition you like, mypillow.com. Great people, and I thank you for that. Now, let's talk about something. Let's talk about war. People always love Sun Tzu, you know, Sun Tzu, you guys say it the right way, the art of war. Okay. What is happening right now? What is happening? Well, let me tell you what's happening. I've spent today, when I say today, I, I have, I have, there, there is so much information that is available that you cannot believe what you're seeing. Let's talk about the military, shall we? First and foremost, it was said, I think Clemenceau said it, might have been, some people think it's, it's Winston Churchill. But generals fight the last battle. This is what is being suggested. Generals fight the last battle. And innovation in warfare is something that is very, very difficult for people to, to grasp. The notion of it's a very, very serious, serious thing. This notion of innovation and the like. Now, the question that I have for you is simply this. Number one, let's talk about us. Let's make it very, very simple. Do you think the United States, do you think the United States is able, is able to handle a war in the event we were to find ourselves uh, in need of either defending ourselves or providing military assistance or even having even having um, the available weapons and Missiles and armaments and ordinances. Do do you think so? The answer is no. No, we don't have that. Why? Because all of our stuff went to Ukraine. Our military was destroyed under this notion of this guy named Milli Vanilli, General Milli Vanilli. Remember him? And he wanted to have except 
acceptance and uh, rainbow uh, diversity and equity and rainbow and people who join the military. The American military is over what you thought years ago is over. Now we're going to say, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. Just because he said this doesn't mean, really? What is war today? Look at the way we... War is not necessarily just what you do, but the image you convey and you put out to the rest of the folks. What is it that we tell the world? Are people afraid of us? No. They know. Do you know how much we gave to Ukraine? What, what, whatever we did. Are we able to handle, really handle, you know, we sent the battle group, Gerald R. Ford, for what? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? No. This is not the military we need. This is not it. Military is about scaring people. It's about being asymmetrical. And it's also realizing the fact that you've got to have a fighting, absolutely, almost a this, this warrior mentality. And we don't have that today. We don't have it. We don't have that anywhere. We don't have it. And that's because Joe Biden and those folks made sure that they would decimate and destroy the fighting ability and the spirit of our military. They were there to destroy it. Do you hear what I'm saying? To destroy it. Not by accident, not by oops, but I mean to destroy everything about us. Do you understand this? Maybe not. Next, let's talk about Israel. Now, for the longest time, when you mention military, they were it. And somebody, I've been reading today and paying attention, many people have suggested that they kind of went a little too high-tech and a little too clandestine and a little too... Now this is the theory now. And this is Israel, the country. It was suggested that in Gaza in particular, forget about the West Bank. Remember, they're still there. We're talking about Gaza. Now, which one is it going to be? Remember, as soon as you turn your back on one, that's that's where the problems are. But let's go through this. There was a time when they said, we have every email. We have every uh, cellular communication. We know where everyone is. We are able to handle, we, we are able to handle every single aspect of this world, everything that is possible, everything, everything. We are able to handle every bit of data, every bit of electronic communications, everything, everything. Well, what about war? Well, we'll get to the war later. But we know everything. We've got spooks and spies and we've got people inside and we've got people ready to go. And we know, we know everything, everything they do. Well, what about Hamas? Well, aside from that, what do you mean? Well, we didn't have that. How did you miss that? 
This is the, you, I, I can't tell you enough how serious this was. You missed that. Dear God, you missed a makeshift, um, how do I say this? You, you missed people who themselves were state building staging areas, mock cities, and the like. You missed all of these. The, the, the rocket, they overwhelmed Iron Dome because of the 3,500, 5,000 rockets simultaneously. Uh, our friend uh, Brian or Brizen Himura says, what are the chances that Egypt gets involved in the war? 100%. Involved? What do you mean? Manpower? No. Um, military? I would rule it out, but it's right there. It's adjacent. How can you not be? If they look the other way, if they provide movement and... Are you kidding? They're adjacent to this. Absolutely. Oh, it's it, the, the world's changed now. Oh, no, it's different. But let me go back to what I'm saying. And thank you, by the way. War comes down to this. Do you have savage fighters? This is the thing which is the most important. Does Israel have the fight, bloody, one-on-one, I mean, real serious fighting? Not, you know, air and F-16s and whatever the, whatever, whatever the particular thing is. Um, you know, intel and ghost units and uh, jamming circuitries and all this stuff. Do they really have this? And more importantly, do they have what it takes? Are they willing? Do they know what it's like to go into Gaza? Door-to-door urban fighting. Now, this, this, may, this may shock you. And I'm again, I'm going to say this repeatedly, I am actually looking at this the way I look every single military operation. I don't ask whether I like these people, whether I'm on their side, whether it's us, whether it's anybody. Do you know what it's like? You're going to go into you're going to go into Gaza. What? And you think with all of your, you know, uh, uh, intel, you're going to try to outsmart these folks? No way. Why? What does the enemy look like? I don't know. Are you going to presume it's going to be young men? Are you going to presume it's young men? Could be. Maybe. If you if you saw the people who were involved in grabbing and and kidnapping they look like just which is normally the age of people that are involved don't underestimate these people don't don't think that they're stupid or they're backwards look what they did what they have and this is the thing that you can't put you can't put into words you can't even begin to quantify, qualify, explain. You're talking about, and this is critical, a fighting spirit that I don't know what to, I, I I can't I can't put that into words. Somebody who says we're in 
this. You're here. Imagine you're in you're um in the IDF, and you're gonna say, You want to go into Gaza? Do you want to do this? What is our mission? Neutralize them? What does that mean? What are you going to do? If and, and they're talking about this. Are you gonna they're they're saying that 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 um uh, uh that um Gaza is going to be under or is under siege. Well, some people say this is violative of international law. I'll let other people determine that one. Are you ready to do this? Now, here's the one. You ready for the next thing? This is when you should get really scared. Really scared. And you can almost, if I tell you this, plan on it. Next, Hezbollah comes in. What is that? Lebanon? Iran and then Syria. Throw in this, throw in, throw in this mix. If Syria becomes involved, if all of a sudden this becomes the uh a, a move to 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 save these poor people from the claws of this rapacious uh Israel, it changes everything if iran comes in forget it do you know what we're talking about you see we have this thing in this country we we always think that we're the only ones who have great military we also think we're the only ones who have great doctors we're the only ones who have civilization we're the only ones who have free speech we think about us we're the only ones we're the only ones Nobody else has free speech. We're the best country in the world. Really? Are we the best? I mean, I love this place. I'm not going to leave, but are we the best? We just say stuff like this. Because we don't know, we don't know what the hell we're talking about. We just say stuff. It's like a football team. Oh, the Yankees are the best. Really? Not this year. Well, yeah, but maybe not. And let me tell you something. Let's really go back. Do you know how people are just, they've been waiting for this day. This is the truth now. Understand, wake up, pay attention. They have been waiting for this day. They have been waiting. There are people who are just frothing at the idea that could this be certainly the end of Bibi? Could this be the end of this of Israel? Are people going to say, you know what, this is, how long? Do countries maintain this steadfast, um, unconditional support of Israel? These are the questions, and I'm going to tell you again. This is what you have to ask, whether it's Russia, Ukraine, Israel, France, you ask these questions. How long do you think this is going to happen? You're talking about Iran right now? You're talking about oil? This is about money. This is, this changes everything. This changes the calculus of international economics. This is the this is the great reset, like you can't believe. It changes everything. If all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you've got, I mean, Iran, Syria, let's say Hezbollah, what's going to happen next? Next, do you think the United States, let's assume it's somebody other than Trump, because if Trump wins, Trump's in 
Trump is in 100% with Israel. That's it. No questions asked. Say no more. It's done. Okay. Which might be a reason for some people to maybe perhaps assist in seeing that he not win. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. The next move, the next thing. Do you do you not see how the calculus changes drastically? And if the calculus does change drastically, if everything changes in terms of the way um oh the way that alliances are perceived and the like. How long do you think somebody's going to say, you know what? Just like people are getting sick and tired of this unconditional support of Ukraine. What if huge factions, large factions, significant factions of the United States say, we don't want to support Israel. We don't want to do this. We don't have the money. We don't have the wherewithal. We're subjecting ourselves to new attacks. Next, what happens if there's going to be, and, and, I, and I told you this the other day, what happens if somebody says, in order to increase and to, to um, how do I say this, to increase and to inspire your assistance in this matter, let's start making it real bad and tough on you. How about a nice lone wolf? Uh, horror show. What if? What if we provide you? What if we show you? Look what happens next. Let us show you what happens. Let me show you what a real catastrophe. You know, America. You've been. You've been. U.S. You've been pretty lucky with this. Not only that, and not somebody necessarily from Iran, but somebody who is already in this country, who's been allowed in. Somebody from the cartels. I don't want to say that something is going to happen. I'm not going to say something is going to I worry about this drastically. Drastically. Do you not see what's happening here? In the past couple of days, I'm, I'm, I'm listening and I'm watching and I'm thinking to myself, dear God, I've never seen anything like this. And what's also interesting, and I keep saying this enough, I keep saying it again and again and again. I keep saying that Nothing that seems to be presented, nothing that seems to be presented in terms of the horror show on the part of Hamas or others seems to dissuade anyone. People are saying, I'm against that, but I'm against that, but this is, this is, this has never happened like this before. This is brand new. What you are seeing is brand new. And there's a momentum that deter- that that builds up. And the momentum inspires new swaths, new movements, new, uh, dare I say, um, vectors and momentum. And all of a sudden, people pick up speed. And all of a sudden, you have, and let me just tell you something, the younger community has absolutely no I'm listening to shows on TV. I I I like these very these uh, interesting shows, and I like to watch. Was it Breaking Point and uh, with Crystal and Sagar? And I was watching that. And Crystal 
was absolutely, positively, without a doubt, saying, and I don't think what she was saying was bad or wrong or intellectually wrong, but she was basically saying, just lowering the boom on Israel. You wouldn't have heard this before. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't far-fetched. It wasn't mean. It wasn't, it wasn't anti-Semitic. It was none of that. It was okay is what was happening. People were saying, this is what younger folks in particular are thinking. Uh, Corey DeLuna says, Lionel, thank you for being a voice of reason in this insane world. That means more to me than you can imagine, Corey. Thank you. And I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to give you this idea and, and also point out, let me, give you, let me give you another example, Corey and others. I can't watch Fox News. I, I, the only time, and I swear to God, it's on my YouTube. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a YouTube uh, fan. Uh, I watch that all the time. So I watch various, the most incredibly fascinating perspectives from people. And like I'm telling you, you have to listen to people who don't agree with you. You 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 can't listen to people who merely nod whenever you speak. Fox News in this seemed to think that you can call Hamas a bunch of butchers, okay? That they're terrible, okay? That the whole world is disgusted. I think so. Whenever you talk about children and old people, whatever, yes, yes. And somehow they're giving you the impression that because they recognize these people as being wrong and being horrible, that everything's going to be fine, that everything's terrific. Now let's go to sports and the Eagles are undefeated. But they, they think that they're just going to tell you what you want to hear. They're going to say, Hamas is bad. These are bad people. These are terrible people. What they're doing is, is, is horrible and, and okay, okay, evil, evil. Okay, got it. And uh, don't worry, they're bad. Okay, how's, how's Israel going? Great. Nothing to worry about. They're going to fight back. And you, did you hear Nikki Haley? Do you know what Nikki Haley said? Do you want Nikki Haley as your president? Do you want somebody says go in there and you just clear that place out? Do you, do you know what you're talking about? Did you hear this? Because she feels that somehow, and I'm going to say something, and I hope, I hope it's not that sometimes it's been alleged that sometimes because of sexism and the like, sometimes female women uh, politicians have to seem more bellicose to get away with it. They, they, they go out of their way and you go in there and you just let these people have it. Wait a minute. Hold it. Uh, RBD Leathers. Thank you, Lionel. I did your channel big. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. Do you understand what you're, do you, do you know, do you know what's happening right now? You're, you're talking about the United States and I'm telling people, Hey, we don't, don't look at me. Don't, don't look at me. I would never say that you go into Gaza and you just let them, have it. let who have it? They're women and children. Do you know what you're saying? 
You're, yeah, but we don't kidnap them. No, but you want to blow them up. You want to just level them. You hear what you're saying? Doesn't matter. I'm running for president. I got to show you I've got balls and I'm tough and I'm mean. And I'm like, wait a minute. Hold it. Don't look at me. This is not the, we don't think like this. I recognize, I understand what war is. You know who the scariest warrior is? The guy who doesn't have to tell you this. The guy who doesn't have to tell you how tough he is and what he's going to do and what they're going to do and how they're going to get you. And how this, 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 is, this is the thing which I, don't, I can't put into words. What are you talking about? Don't look at me. Don't target us. Don't, don't. I'm going to say this again to you, whether you like it or not. Do you know the way they feel? You might not. You might say to yourself, I don't care what they feel. I do. I'm not saying agree with it, but know what it is. This was, this is what uh, uh, McNamara said about the fog of war. He said, make sure you know what your enemy is saying, what they are our enemy. In 2005, in 2005, remember this, Gaza, Israel just left, pulled out, and just Shimon Peres, they, I mean, um, uh, Ariel Sharon, they, they just wanted, they, they couldn't believe what he was doing. This is 2005, 18 years ago. It's over with. And they keep saying, but you know, they had their chance. They had their chance. Okay. They had their chance. I got it. They had their chance. They could have made it the Singapore of Middle East. Yes, I understand it, but they didn't. Okay, I understand that. I got that. We keep saying this over and over again. What are these bad people? And then what happened was they said, well, Israel was very good because they gave them 20,000 whatever work permits a year. And, and there were times where they'll tell you, yes, but what about the fact that we were embargoed? Where we couldn't get anything in, where you 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 set us up as our own independent place, but then we couldn't we couldn't move out. And the reason why they'll tell you they have tunnels and the like is to get supplies in. And then Israel will say, "No, you didn't. That's not why you you were going to get arms in." And it's back and forth, the back and forth, and this has been going on forever. Not only that, there's the West Bank, which is another story. So people think that for some reason because. You've said something where you've convinced yourself you're right. Somehow this is what, going to placate? This is going to assuage the fears? This is going to satisfy these people? What are you, nuts? Listen to what they're saying. And they're basically saying right now, they're emboldened, bring it on. And you want to go in there? You want to level this? Do you know what you're even talking about? You know what the world's going to do? See, this is this is this is where you ask yourself: Are there any adults here? Do you know what's happening? Iran cannot wait. They would. They they have to. When you have charters, charters that say number one, not only does Israel not have the right to exist, but we want to obliterate it. Okay, that's a hint. This is who we're talking about here. And up till now, for whatever reason, there's been this balance. People have thought, you know what? The only reason that something like this did not either happen quicker, earlier, or more devastatingly is that for whatever reason, they thought this would be militarily 
foolhardy for them to do it, that it would be a bad idea. Okay, fine. They're not thinking that anymore. This this victory the other day, this, I mean, they you went after this supreme, this group of people, this this genius when it comes to war and it comes to I I I mean this 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 is something that it, people can't even put into words. I, I I don't even know how to explain this to you. This was un it was a victory that actually was what what started that gave Israel its reputation at first because they had citizens and civilians and they were and they were they were you know the Haggadah they were and they were using their own makeshift uh uh, you know, plowshares and you know whatever. This is this is incredible. And your our government, what are they saying? What are they saying? Do you understand what is happening? How much are you willing to fight for what? Do you think that people are going... Let me ask you this. Here's another one for you. Let's assume I'm the bad guys. Whatever the bad guys are. You you just assume that to be true. And I say to you, well, uh, let's talk about what happens when the United States backs you. Okay? We got to be careful because, you know... The, the U.S. will come in to back if Israel, obviously. And then we got the U.S. to deal with. Okay. What if they say, ask Ukraine how the U.S. backs them? Ask Ukraine how NATO, they're still not in NATO. I don't know what the hell that's all about. What have we done? We gave them, I don't know what we did. We basically gave a lot of money that went into our pocket that old Ruji, hey, let's get some more aid. Right, Zell? You're a billionaire. That guy with a t-shirt's a billionaire. He's going to end up in either Cyprus or Miami or wherever the hell he is. He's going to. He's got a great life ahead of him. And everybody knows this. We're not the only one who knows this. They know it too. So they're going to say, are you going to fight like that? Is that what you're going to do? Is is that it? Is that the support? You're going you're gonna to do what? You want to join the fray? You're going to join in? You're going to start hitting the beach and going into, uh, what, Gaza City? I don't think so. Well, what are you going to do? Do you want to be a part of this? And this is the question you're going to be asking. The rest of the world is saying, are you sure you want to do this? Now, let me also tell you something. If for whatever reason, if Iran says, you know what, we've had enough of you, and this one and that one, we're going we're gonna to forget you you like to you know oil is not people have this idea that well it'll just be a couple of bucks extra no we're not talking about that we are talking about people who want to while the strike while the iron is hot they want to make the biggest splash possible i fear everything i've said everything i've told you this is exactly what i fear and the reason why is because this is exactly what I would do. I, if I was, I would say, I want to mix this up. The world has been waiting for this and we're not going to let this go by. We are not going to let this go by. 
We are not going to sit back and let an operation like this go by. We're going to show people what it's like. We're going to show you warfare, the likes of which you've never seen before. We're going to show you multi-level, conditional, or, or unconditional, I should say, improvisational, that will absolutely blow your mind, and you won't know what to do. And then see what happens. And then see what happens. A good friend, Mowerman, says, Late to the party tonight, Mr. L, was listening to Tower of Power and drinking Stoli. Oh, yeah. Emilio and Doc. I needed a break after a long day in the office and thinking too much about how depraved human beings really are. Thanks for all you do. You know, I was thinking of this, uh, Doyle Bramhall. I was listening to myself, some great Melvin Taylor, some great... I have, as I think I've told you, my own private uh, channel. And I do my videos over an hour a day. And I have different news, uh, different, uh, oh, some of the most interesting news stuff, which is fascinating. And then I put up music that I like. That is just incredible. Lucky, I've, I've been, the, the blues always makes me happy. Interesting. Lucky Peterson, Melvin Taylor. Um, some great, great Brazilian. So music. And I love to be able to tell you, have you heard this? Have you heard this? Listen to this. Because when it comes to music, my, my style is very, very eclectic, dare I say. Don't forget, February 3rd, Cutting Room, you'll be having tickets will be going on sale very, very soon. But going back to what's going on right now, by the way, more, man, it's a very simple thing I want to tell you. And it's just that when you talk about war, war is a very simple thing. What is it that we want? What is it that we're trying to do? What is the, what, what is the goal? What is the goal of music? I mean, of music, of war. What are we trying to do? And we have something right now which nobody really understands, and that's the notion of social media and what social media mean. We've never had this before. It's the biggest thing anybody's ever seen. You could forget Fox News and Judge Janine or CNN or whatever it is. There are people I saw... There was a, an interview, and whether you, you know, you, you might not um, uh, agree with this. It doesn't really matter. But I think it was value da- Valuetainment that Bet David, Tim Poole, and um, uh, Jimmy Dore, and other people. These folks have tremendous followings. Our friends at Redacted, tremendous following. And it's, it's wonderful, so refreshing to see people who have these abilities to listen and to, and to provide another aspect of it. Like I told you, I like the, the hill and the rising and this and that. I like to hear what people have to say, especially younger folks. And I don't dismiss it. I don't say, well, those are the young people. They're almost, they're in their 40s. A lot of them are close to it, whatever. This, this is the future. Never get to the point where you think, well, these, you know, these young kids. Oh, no, no, no. I want to hear what they have to say. I want to hear. 
and I would probably agree with this, but the first rule that I'm trying to tell you is remove everything from this in terms of the parties involved. When, when, when Russia was, when we were talking about Russia and the Ukrainian, the military operation, I knew right away and said it then that this is what Russia said they were going to do. Russia said, this is what we are going to do. If you, this is a red line. And if you try to uh, include a Ukraine in NATO, that's unacceptable. Hamas told Israel repeatedly, we're going to do this. And they said, remember, you've heard this about mowing the grass. There was this expression. They they thought of, of Hamas as being this way. And Hamas was actually created, supported years ago, as a counterweight to the uh, Arafat wing of Fatah and others. And they were kind of encouraged. It's like when you, it's almost like gain of function. Sound familiar? When you create a new virus or something, it's one of those things. And let me also tell you, and I want to say this again, I'm so tired of people telling me that there's this embargo on talking about Israel. I'm sorry, I don't understand that. For the longest time, everybody was so, nobody was talking anything religion or anti-Semitic. It was about policy. Policy and polity that was actually subject to debate even in Israel, even among even among other publications. Look at Haaretz. And I hate when I'm told somehow that if I disagree with vaccine mandates, I'm an anti-vaxxer. If I disagree with uh, with um, certain aspects of the uh, official narrative of 9-11, I'm a truther. I'm a nut. Tired of this. Been hearing this my whole life. It's no, I'm not. And I know it and you know it and we, and we all know it. We're, we're not, you know, we're not going to believe this anymore. And I'm not one to always to tell you something. I don't want to sit there and say, well, be very careful. And uh, don't worry. Things are going to be okay. Things are going to be okay. The stuff that you worry about, these horrible scenarios of world terrorism are not going to happen. Because you see, don't worry about... I will put anything on this, any amount of money. Do you see what is happening? Do you see what's happening? Now, here's my question to you. You're my war counsel. What do we do? I brought you into the room. What do we do? Tell me. Tell me what do we do? What do we do regarding Hamas? What do we tell Israel? What do we do in terms of support? You're my war counsel. What do we do? Tell me. I want to hear what you have to say. And you do not have to. The only thing we ask, please be civil. Please be civil. Don't, don't. That's the only thing is. Discourtesy, I think, is the thing that just drives me absolutely nuts. I don't care if you disagree or agree or or if you have a, a position that does not necessarily comport with others. I don't care. But what would you do? What would you do? What? I'm I'm serious about this, and I and, and I'm not asking for, uh, how do I say this? Jokes, because they're not very good. What would you do? 
Get Saudi at the table. Very good. Very good that you said that. That is exactly right because they were doing a wonderful job. What do you think the Saudi Arabia is going to say? What are they going to say? What are they going to say? That's a great, it's a great point. You think Saudi Arabia is going to say, all right, okay, Israel, back off. What? Back off. Look at this. Uh, this says, it's heating up in the UK on the streets in London. Lots of support for the Palestinians. I'm pleasantly surprised. Uh, let me tell you this much. Do you understand why people Look at this. Edie says, I would not cut off food and water where children are involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is going to be a PR disaster. Let AI figure it out. That was one of the reasons why people are suggesting that maybe one of the reasons, the, 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 the problems with um, this battle footing is that Israel put too much of their analysis in AI and the like. But let's go back to what it is. Saudi Arabia comes and says, all right, Israel, back off. Back off? No, you don't understand this. No, back off. What do you want me to do? Back off. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Just back off. And let, let, let me also explain something to you. If that happens, I think Israel would say, you don't understand something. We're, we, we face an existential threat. That could be a bit of a problem. When people say they support the Palestinians, what do you think that means? Let's talk about that. What do you think that means? Do they support kidnapping? That's the way it's being made. Do you think people say, you know what, go in? Or some people are saying, well, I kind of understand it. I don't know about that. There is no excuse for this. I don't care who does it. Kidnapping men, women, and children? D d mutilating people? No. No, 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 no. But when people say, I support the Palestinians, listen to what they're saying. What do you think they mean? See, nobody's interested in what they mean. Nobody's, nobody ever asks. They say, oh, there are these crazy people. And they say things like Palestinians are, are, are animals and they're bugs. And it's like, wait a minute. You're using that same language which if directed towards Israel would be considered anti-Semitic and horrible. You can't turn it on Palestine. You can't use the same language. You, you can't refer to them as bugs or subhuman or they're savage. I hear it. Listen to Nikki Haley. Listen to what she says. I can't believe what I'm hearing. here. The combatants are one thing. Do you think that if somebody referred to us, what if, Years ago, during the time of the Klan, somebody confused the Klan with Americans. Don't you think that would make you upset? It would me. It would me very, very much. So what we're happening, what we're seeing right now is a complete and total disgorgement, so to speak, from reality. And there may come to the may come where there is no answer. Where there is no answer. Because remember one thing about Israel. It's one thing to satisfy the rest of the Arab world and the, 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 the vociferous world. What about Israelis? What if they say, oh, no, 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 no. What would you think? What would you think? What would you think? If you were, remember during Vietnam, 
even after even after uh, me lie and others, people said, "Well, you know, that's the way it goes," and we support our troops, and we would okay, fine. If you were in if you were in Israel, you would you would want to make sure that your government protects you, and that those animals who took those people remember let's specify this those animals those kidnappers who took women and children and babies and innocent people who just wanted to go to a rave and have fun those people those people must pay those people dig it no problem with that but when you're talking about but gaza is going to be under siege because of this do you think so this is where there's the disconnect. And there are other folks who are praying that Israel overreacts. Praying because that'll be another part of their of their PR. Let me tell you something. I, I, I cannot see Netanyahu at all surviving this politically. Cannot. Cannot. You can't do this. It's a new era. No matter what he has done, no matter how great he has been in the past, no matter what it is, People are realizing this war footing, like people would obviously, you know, the, the, the best time to get tough, that, necessi- that this, this situation necessitates a strong response from Netanyahu. I think a lot of people right now are saying, that's what got us into the problems in the first place. We got to stop this. People are tired of this. Also, you have new generations. This was, if you think about this, we are talking here 75 years ago. That Israel was started. And in 75 years, there have been people who come, people who go. And 50 years ago was the last Yom Kippur. There are folks who say, I don't remember any of that stuff. The same thing happened to a, to a lesser extent in Florida regarding Castro. Young Cubans did not have the fire and the zeal that their parents had regarding Castro. They just didn't have it. They didn't. They didn't have that same, um, you know, that uh, almost super hyper zealous um, anti-communist. I mean, they were rabid. And people started to say, "Let's lessen the, you know, the sanctions and the embargo. Let's get back, you know. Let's let let's travel to Cuba. Let's let's thaw this." Their grandparents, this is remember, this is 59 when the brain drain started. They couldn't believe what they were hearing. So with each generation, people lose. And as it becomes more popular on campuses, as the pro-Palestinian movement becomes more and more a part of the accepted campus collegiate life, if that's where you go to meet chicks, if that's if that's your version of the tattoo and the pink hair, if that's what you say, let's go to a rally in support of Palestine because that's what everybody's thinking. That you might think that doesn't make any sense. The basis for that is ill-founded. There is it is uh, weak. Doesn't matter. That's what people are saying. Remember what I'm telling you. It's realism. Tell me the way things really are, not the way they should be, not the way history would, but but the way things really, really are. You dig? You dig what I'm saying? Good. I thank you for that.
So my dear friends, Mowerman and RBD Leathers and Corey DeLuna and Brizen Himura, thank you so much for your contributions to the intellectual war effort. Don't forget our friends, my friends, at, of course, my Patriot Supply, preparewithlionel.com. Save 25% off a three-month emergency food kit. Go and see for yourself what we're talking about. You will be mighty amazed. And I don't have to tell you right now how scary times are and how emergency food makes sense. And don't forget our great friends at MyPillow.com. Promo code Lionel. Receive a free gift and take advantage of the incredible sales that you're seeing there. MyPillow.com. Promo code Lionel. Thank you for that. And also, dear friends, remember that, and I'm going to say this one more time. Look at things microscopically. Don't look at things necessarily beyond that, but pretend you're looking at states, positions, opportunities, advancements, war, ballistics, military. That's the way to do it. Be objective. All right, dear friends, we'll see you tomorrow at 8 a.m. Have a great and glorious night. Don't ever change. I mean that sincerely. And don't forget this. The monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Dead, dead.